0: Alright, go. You ready? <laughs> Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> it's just your face made me laugh.
0: Science shed! We're in the science shed! Science shed! We're in the science shed! Come on, Steve! Bunsen! Burner! Dolly! Internal! Combustion. Why do we need. No! Petri! Dishes! Oscar. Craig. Isaac! Newton! Transplanting!
1: Hey, how are you
0: oh god here we are again right another morning another cup another, of covid
1: how are you doing
0: i'm all right it's, it's, foggy nice, it's nice and foggy
1: it's foggy, foggy London in. town.
0: yeah it's like that in salisbury as well misty very misty yeah. anyway um i want to talk about vitamin d today steve vitamin
1: d that's
0: nothing to do oh well let's well let's find <laughs> out shall we? what's your steve what's your favorite vitamin
1: What's my favourite vitamin? Um, probably, probably C. Just yeah, cause... C's my favourite. Why? <laughs> well, a couple of reasons, um, but mainly because I really like the story about Linus Pauling going a bit mad and telling everyone to take loads very high doses of vitamin C and it as a panacea for nearly everything.
0: I think we're getting towards that level with D at the moment. But... <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, who knows?
1: Maybe, maybe I'll change my favourite vitamin if some new whack jobs come out with Nobel <laughs> prizes and say we should take. Uh, vitamin d it's, and high
0: doses to remind people so linus pauling is a no won two Nobel prizes one for one the Nobel peace prize and one for for chemistry very famous chemist chemist well respected amazing well. scientist you know world famous scientist but he went crackpot in his old age and he thought we should all be taking mega doses of vitamin c and it would cure cancer and all kinds of illnesses so there's a moral to be uh to be drawn from that story anyway what's the other reason why you why your favorite vitamin is vitamin c steve
1: Oh, you want more um uh you it, said there were a couple juice. of reasons you said <laughs> there were a couple of
0: reasons the first being what's the second oh, okay. well
1: uh well pro- probably because it's in orange juice and that's my yes, favorite of all juices that's why i, I like it
0: because yeah. vitamin it's all in all kinds of lovely things like love lovely orange juice lovely pineapple juice lovely delicious mm. things. vitamin a is kind of in carrots vitamin b is in kind of like it's made fats and fats and yeast it? extract yeah. and things like that. And vitamin D, that's your sunlight vitamin, isn't it? Mm. It's sunlight vitamin. So, vitamin D, as we all know or may know if we did GCSE biology at school, yeah. vitamin D is made in our skin when sunlight hits it so basically there's a and i'm not going to go into the details but there is a precursor which floats around in your body when it flows through the skin the sunlight activates it and it converts it into another molecule which is called vitamin d and there are different types of vitamin d the most important are vitamin d2 and vitamin d3 vitamin d3 is of course um something called um cholecalciferol right so the main importance of vitamin d3 in, in health is that it prevents bone problems so it helps you absorb um calcium um it helps cells absorb it and it helps your bones take up calcium so you can build bones and famously if you don't have enough vitamin d3 you develop rickets which is Mm -hmm. like bandy leggedness so people used to have that in the old days you don't take in so much through your diet you do take in some but most of it's generated in the skin. Some in some
1: mushrooms, is that right? Vitamin yeah, D you can get it in mushrooms
0: yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. Or precursors of vitamin D3 in mushrooms. Yeah. Anyway, right, so most people think of – and vitamin D is actually recommended by NICE, That's a sort of clinical gang of guys who recommend what we could be doing for health. They recommend yeah. people taking vitamin D if you're at an at- at-risk group. And if you don't get out very much or you've got darker skin – then it's recommended you take D3 people who have darker skin like those from you know um africa and and from uh, the indian subcontinent because they've got high levels of melanin in their skin there's less uv absorption uh, there's less uv activation of the precursor. so they have lower levels of vitamin D3 okay yeah, so and that's those- one of the
1: one of the arguments for for kind of the skin becoming whiter as we moved out of africa right it's exactly that reason because the further north you go the less sunlight and the more need there is for, um, uh, for, for for that for that those UV photons that fall on your skin to to help convert those molecules into into D three.
0: Yes, that's what that is one of the reasons, probably the most widely known reason. Anyway, so um, yeah, so basically because of this though, people in vitamin D three is also thought to have a role in infection and immunity as well. Okay. And this is a little bit more obscure, and it's only really come to the fore because of COVID. Because what people have found in in COVID is that people who are do have darker skin tend to have higher rates of COVID, a more severe COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, this, of course, there's a bunch of confounding factors. This could be due to a whole range of other things, which are totally unrelated to vitamin D. But there's certainly a correlation between how much vitamin d three you've got in your bl- how much vitamin d you've got in your blood or one of the metabolites of vitamin d and whether or not you've got a likelihood of developing covid and <laughs> so, there is- so, that, so the hypothesis
1: of covid being a bit of of it being higher in the the black and minority a- ethnic um uh, communities is that basically they've got dark skin and so they have less vitamin d is that, is that, that's that that's
0: that's one of them yeah okay okay yeah. interesting idea interesting idea like it so, and there's also a bit of a history. So vitamin D3 plays a role in immunity. So it's thought that, and this is, as I said, this is something that's much more obscure than the bone related stuff, but it's thought the vitamin D3, the way it's received by cells, tells different types of immune cells how to behave. We've got these white blood cells called T cells that you may have heard of. And it's mm-hmm. thought that vitamin D switches them from a, an aggressive kind of innate role So that's kind of like first responders kind of role to a more kind of sustained, long term, lasting um, immunity type response. There are lots of other mechanisms as well, it appears, that people have looked at over the years. But that seems to be the main one. Um, The other thing is people have since the 1930s, in fact, people have speculated that vitamin D could protect against respiratory illnesses like cold. And it was recommended even back in, in 1930s and 40s for it, but not with that, not really with any evidence. More recently, there is some data suggesting that um, vitamin D3 could reduce the likelihood of respiratory tract infections. And when you go into this data, it's crazy complicated. There was Mm. a a meta-analysis, and a meta-analysis is kind of like a big study of lots of other studies to try and – because you can have lots of different types of studies and they'll give you different results, basically. Yeah, because a a meta-analysis is like an overarching thing.
1: Because mm, each study is slightly different, and sometimes it's quite difficult to compare one study to another, and so that's what these these meta analyses help you to do, or yeah. at least they do their best to.
0: And there's a slight, there is a there is some data to suggest that it it can it does have a redu, it does reduce your chance of getting ill with respiratory um, disease, but it's pretty heterogeneous and pretty sketchy. Um, just to quote your review this year, you know, the effects were of modest size with substantial heterogeneity. I mean, reading between the lines, that means, that means we don't know. That's what that, bit, that's how scientists say. Bit, we don't know. It's a bit <laughs> off and off. And, but then he does say the strike, you know, the overlap with risk factors for severe COVID and vitamin D deficiency is really striking. And that's led some people to hypothesize that it does have a role. Can, a can, you, bunch- take, can you just take vitamin D? Yeah, you can take or it as a the- pill. But does yeah, it and have actually metabolise? Um you can take D three. Okay. So you can ha- you can ingest red. You, de- you don't have to go out in sunshine, you can take it No, you can get oil. it. And okay. also cod liver oil has got vitamin D in, remember. That's the other um re- the reason people take cod liver oils, vitamin D predominantly. Okay. Anyway. So um yeah, so in short, you know, there's there's a there's there's some evidence suggesting it. So we don't really the, the truth of the matter is in COVID we don't really know at the moment. But it's like you say, it's a no-brainer for people who are likely to be deficient in vitamin D3 to take it. And it's already recommended in older people mm. to take um, 10 micrograms. You've you got, you got
1: nothing to lose. You've you well. nothing to lose.
0: But if you yeah. measured vitamin D in the, in the bloodstream of um, uh, black and ethnic minorities in the UK and you compared them with white people, you'd find that the level would be much higher in people with lighter coloured skin. And that be just because of it, it'd be the same if you if you did the if you did an experiment where you looked at people who just stayed inside all the time and people that were yeah. doing exercise all the time. People I who wonder doing-
1: if, if if you went to countries that are you know in sub-Saharan Africa or something, and there's loads of white people there that have to wear suntan lotion every day because they're like because they're uh, because they're pasty like myself. I wonder if you get the opposite. Do you end up with people with like massive suntan that have to wear suntan, get vitamin D deficiencies?
0: I don't know, but famously, people in um, sub-Saharan, well, in, in countries where where women have to wear full-on dress all the time, you know, burqas or um, mm. jobs, in those countries, those people have vitamin D deficiency, because even though it's really mm-hmm. sunny, they're yeah, fully yeah. Completely closed all the time. Anyway, so um, there is a study. So to try and find out the answer to this question, there is a study ongoing at the moment. You can enroll in it. It's called Coronavit. It's being run by um, uh, uh, Queen Queen Mary University, London. Uh, six months, it's going to recruit, I think, 6,200 people. And basically what they will do is people will do a vitamin D test at home and they will measure the vitamin D. And then if they're low, they will be prescribed vitamin D. So quite a high dose, somewhere between 800 and 3,200 IUs of vitamin D a day. That's somewhere between about... 10 and 30 micrograms of vitamin D a day and then they'll distract them and they will determine whether they get COVID and whether they get severely ill with COVID so it's actually an intervention
1: I suppose the the, the interesting thing with with all this is that there's so many confounding factors right you know it's not just that it's very difficult to get large-scale cohorts of people that are exactly the same but their skin's a different color yeah. Right. You know, like, like because if you know, if you're an immigrant versus the socioeconomic factors, political factors, there's there's all these things, and that's, that's why these studies are so difficult, and normally well, you have to other, do such large. It,
0: it costs a lot of money. First of all, it looks like the effect size is pretty small, so the rationale mm. for doing it is probably not that great. Because you would recommend to do it anyway, right, without having to mm. know the answer. Um, and second of all, it costs a lot of money and there's no big drug companies involved. Vitamin D mm. is just generic, right? You can, anyone can oh, make vitamin D. So there's there's very little money in it as well. So it has to be funded by charity. So the, the CoronaVit <laughs> study is funded at the moment by St. Bart's charity in London. It's
1: interesting. It's, it's the equivalent of basically, um, you know, uh, it, when you ever get diagnosed with any, with any disease, like diet and exercise is nearly always the answer it's basically the same thing isn't it it's just like it's like we don't need we don't we've we've, we've funded enough studies to prove that if you do, if, if you eat better and you go for a run a couple of times a week <laughs> you're you're more you're less likely to die of any, almost any diseases
0: but the, the other interesting thing is the vitamin d thing's taken on a bit of a twitter conspiracy life of its own on the internet oh, People are sort of, because it's not funded by pharmaceutical companies there's the idea that it's being covered up so we're not being told about it because there's no money in it for Big Pharma Um, and for the Gates Foundation and things like this. And you'll find people, because NICE in June made a statement where they said, this was back in June, but they said, uh, there is no evidence to support taking vitamin D supplements specifically to prevent or treat COVID. However, all people should continue to follow UK government advice on daily supplementation to maintain health during the covid pandemic so they they were like there's not sufficient evidence but that was jumped on but feel feel your boots you can find you can find a lot of stuff on the internet all nutrition websites and things like this and there's a guy from imperial well he was at imperial college they always say oh this guy gareth davis from imperial college he's i don't think he is he's got a phd but if you look at the websites and things he seems to be an inventor and a novelist uh, and he's sort of saying all of the studies are wrong. And he's actually done his own study, but it's based on uh, artificial intelligence. So I'm not going to go into the details of that now. All but right. he thinks there is a causal link. And you'll find lots of examples of this all over the, the internet, and, the dark and side of Twitter. The,
1: is the argument here that, like, you know, if for the sake of argument, uh, you know, that there is this ins- – that, that, that taking – of- eating mushrooms – Stops you getting COVID, right? Let's say vote. Is it the is this idea that there's this is all natural remedy that doesn't require you injecting a, a virus from monkey poo into your body? <laughs> like, do that's you inject monkey poo? I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Steve. I mean, that's basically the vitamin D story. So you and I should probably take some vitamin D my wife Mm. already takes vitamin d and certainly anyone who's over about 55 should be taking vitamin d supplementations through the winter because um if you're vitamin d deficient there's lots of reasons why you could get ill by lots of different other means so chomp down your Mm. vitamin d Yum, yum, yum 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 yum